Welcome back to All That Heals. I'm your host, Vanessa Faria. All That Heals was created to honor all aspects of our healing journeys. Each episode is intended to leave you feeling empowered and nourished with loving permission to be more of your true self. We cover topics that support your health and wellness on all levels. We hope they make you feel lighter and inspire you to keep healing and evolving. Taylor, thank you so much for joining me today on the All That Heals podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I feel, yeah, very honored to be here with you. How are you doing? You're in Mexico City right now. Yes, I am. I'm in Mexico City. It's early in the morning, but I'm happy because the sun is shining through my windows and it looks like it's going to be a really beautiful day. So I'm feeling good to be up early and having this conversation with you first thing in the morning feels great. Amazing. Thank you for meeting with me. So let's dive in a little bit. We are talking all about human design today. You are a human design reader. You're also a yoga teacher and you run retreats in Mexico, right? Yes, that's correct. I have been teaching yoga for around seven years now and my spiritual journey led me to human design. And since I discovered the system, I've become really dedicated to sharing its teachings and guiding others along their path. And I moved to Mexico last year with my sister from Toronto in Canada. And it was our dream to start hosting retreats. Yeah, that combined everything that we loved and all the practices that have really helped us over the past few years. So we created Cosmic Serpent, which is our business here. We run a studio here. It's a movement and energy studio. And then we host retreats around Mexico as well. Amazing. I love this. Yes. So I saw, I didn't realize I was your sister. That's amazing. Yeah, it's my younger sister, Georgia. Um, we're kind of like chalk and cheese. We're so different, but have so many similar interests. So we really complement each other and she's my best friend. And we yeah, love working together and creating together. Oh my God, that is the sweetest thing. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. We got to get her on the show too. Yes, yeah, she's incredible. She's a movement teacher, but also an amazing photographer. And she does astrologically informed photo shoots. So astrology is a big part in her creative process. And her photo shoots really capture your cosmic identity um, and the different archetypes that you embody within your being. Amazing. Okay, wait. So before we dive in further, what's your sun, moon and rising in astrology? Okay, great questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting with this. So I'm a Cancer Sun. Okay. And yeah, I definitely have always resonated with that. I'm uh, July 14 Cancer, so I'm right in the middle there. Ah. Um, yeah, I'm a Capricorn Moon, so really have that earthy emotional experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's quite conflicting with the Cancer Sun. They're opposites. So I have a lot of duality within my astrological chart. Absolutely. And yeah. And then a Virgo rising, which I really resonate with as well. I feel a lot of Virgo yeah. in me. Yeah, I do. I sense that. I definitely pick up on the Cancer and the Virgo for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. definitely a big part of me. I really resonate with it. Mm, okay. Wonderful. So that's great. Let's talk about human design. I first discovered human design maybe a couple of years ago now, maybe a few years ago. And it's probably 
one of the most upfront overwhelming systems that one can discover when it comes to archetypes and characteristics. And I just want to really dive into all of the basics and go over what human design is so that everybody listening can figure out what the heck it is and how it can actually help them. Yeah, Um, that's totally normal. When I first came across the system as well, it was very overwhelming. And I just totally went down the rabbit hole and began investigating. And I was so fascinated by it because it really resonated with me so much. I felt like my soul was recognized. Um, And I finally had this language to help me describe what I was feeling and what I knew was true, but I couldn't make sense of it. So human design is really a language and a tool for us to make sense of the indescribable or to make sense of energy. Um, so, okay, let's let's bring it all back. <laughs> so human design is known as the science of differentiation. And what this means is it is a system that helps us to understand how we're all different and how we're all unique. So it brings together ancient modalities and modern sciences, and it synthesizes them to create a human design chart. So like astrology, your human design chart is calculated using your birth date, time, and location. And it takes a snapshot of the cosmos when you were born and three months before you were born. And then this cosmic information is pulled into your chart and your chart looks like a torso and you'll see the different chakras within the torso. And then you'll see all these numbers and lines and colors. (laughs) And this is how we gain insight into your unique energetic design. So by looking at this chart and the certain activations within your chart, we can understand your energy. We can understand how you've been designed to move through the world, what you're here to do and how you're here to do it. So human design is a really practical tool and you can use it to live life with less resistance and more ease and more flow. So I like to think of it as a tool for self-awareness in that way, along with self-acceptance and self-love. That's awesome. Yeah. When I learned about it, I was so taken aback by how accurate it was when it came to just my energy and how I operate in the world because I'm a projector And just knowing that I have to actually wait for the invitation changed how I approach things in life. That was a big one. And then realizing too, I think that with projectors, we do better with eating small, short meals. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it changes a little bit from person to person, but as projectors, we're non-sacral beings and we can get into what this means a little deeper later, but As non-sacral beings, we don't have consistent access to this generator energy that most of the population actually has. So we need to use food and especially high vibrational food, you know, food is close to its natural state to really fuel us and to energize us. So smaller meals throughout the day, like before this conversation, I knew I needed to have a bowl of fruit because I'm a projector too, um, which I love that we're both projectors and we're having this conversation. But I knew that that would give me a little energy boost to really show up as my best self. For other energy types, maybe that wouldn't be best for them. But projectors 
also depending on your authority, which we'll get into a bit deeper too. Um, yeah, just eating intuitively, like really checking in with your body and being like, am I hungry now? Do I need fuel for this or am I okay? Yes. Good things. Good things. So, okay, let's go over all the different types because people are probably wondering what the heck, what is a projector? What is a generator? All that. So there are a few different types that I am absolutely clear on. What are they? Yes. So there are five main energy types in the human design system. And Your energy type really refers to your aura. So your aura is an invisible energy field. And this energy field is permeating out from your body about six feet in every direction. So every living being has an aura. And we are all communicating with each other orically all the time. So before we even say a word to one another, our auras are already communicating with each other. Uh, And it happens on a very subtle level. So once you start to really tap into auric connections, you can feel it with another being. But before you really start to harness that, it's kind of subtle and maybe you don't notice, but you can feel something. So there are five different energy types or aura types. And these are determined based on where of the stars and planets and sun and moon was when you were born and what channels were lit up within your chart. So 70% or around that number have the generator aura. They are generators. And a generator is a sacral being. So a sacral being has the sacral energy center defined in their chart. So it's colored in. Um, And if you are a generator, you will have the square second from the bottom in your human design chart lit up. And a generator is really here to listen to their gut. So their sacral is their gut. It's their gut instinct. It's their guiding force through life. They're here to respond to whatever their gut gives a fuck yes to. Whatever they're most lit up by, you know, whatever they're most excited by, they're here to let that guide them through life. Generators are the builders, the creators. They're the ones who have sustainable access to this sacral life force energy. And it's this real juicy, creative life force energy. So they're here to be really lit up about what they're doing and to let this energy flow out of them to uplift others, to bring joy to others, to create transformative experiences for others through their creativity. So yeah, generators are playing a really important part in the world. Yeah. And it's really important that they do wake up to their sacral, you know, they wake up to this powerful motor center within them that wants to create, that wants to shine their light, that wants to make new things. So yeah, that's 70% are generators. Do generators have the most consistent energy or is it manifesting generators? So generators, when they have responded to something correctly, when they have waited for something to arrive in their environment that they're lit up by and their sacral says yes to that thing and they've responded and they've decided to take action and move towards that task. They will have consistent, balanced energy to finish that task, and they probably won't jump around to different things. They'll probably put their head down and get that thing done and really commit to it until it's finished, no matter how long it takes. The generator who is lit up and excited by something and their sacral has decided to commit that energy to that task, it's going to get done, and it's going to get done well. So 
I've seen it. A lot of my friends are generators. I've dated generators. And when they are really excited by something, it's their passion. They will do that thing to the highest quality and they'll do it with whatever it takes. Hey. Yeah. And, hey. and that's a good little segue because manifesting generators are a subcategory of the generator and they're about 30% of the population. So we do have a lot of people with manifesting generator energy and it's a little different to the generator. They are the most energetic of all the types. And what I mean by that is they have this energy that is designed to move about many different tasks throughout their day. They are multi-passionate and amazing multitaskers. So they can do a lot at once. And most of my closest friends are manifesting generators. I find this just happens. Projectors and manifesting generators really need each other. It's this real... Um, compatible connection between the two. All the types need each other, but I find that we really balance each other out. Yeah, manifesting generators have the energy or they're born with the energy to do many things at once. And that actually lights them up. It feels good for them. And a lot of the time they don't finish the things that they start and they're not supposed to. They're they're supposed to be guided by that gut response again. So say they get lit up by something at 8 a.m., Then by 10 a.m., their enthusiasm for that thing is kind of waning. (laughs) And then something else, you know, lights them up and they're shifting to something else and they're pivoting. They're designed to pivot a lot from one thing to the next. And that really inspires and uplifts people around them. Interesting. It's actually funny because one of my good friends who I work with a lot, she is also a manifesting generator. And it's so true. We do need each other. (laughs) Right. We do. We really balance each other out. Like most of my best friends are manifesting generators. And I just love observing their process because it's so different to mine. And human design, that's where I think it's so powerful because it really helps us to accept others and to stop comparing ourselves to others because we can see that that's how they are. That's how they've been born. You know, their soul chose that design. They're supposed to have manifesting generator energy to live out their life purpose, just as we're supposed to have projector energy. So we can stop comparing. (laughs) We can stop thinking that we're lacking something or that they're lacking something. And we can just let it be and support each other. You know, we can lift each other up and encourage each other to lean in to this unique energy that we have. Right. Okay. And then we have two more types, right? Well, we actually have three more types. So we touched on a little bit on the projector, um, which you and I are. So yeah, so projectors are non-sacral beings. So what this means is we don't have the sacral chakra or energy center colored in. So unlike generators and manifesting generators, we don't have consistent access to this creative life force energy that really gives us the energy to work and build and create and to keep going. So this does not mean there's anything wrong with us. Everything is perfect and divine in human design. Nothing is good or bad. It's just different. So us not having sacral energy is our superpower. It is our purpose here is to understand a different way of being and to embody 
a different way of being. We're here to show the world that we don't have to work all the time. We're here to really see and know the other. Um, and by doing this, we can then guide the energy of the other types so that everybody can live up to their full potential. Everybody can live as their aligned selves and live a life that feels really good. So projectors, as well as the other types are playing a really important role because we're here to relax into our natural way of being, which is a little more yin-like. And then from this place of rest, from this place of, you know, receiving, we can then be resourced by others to guide through what we see, through our presence, through our being. So as you can probably hear, we're quite different energetically to the generators, to the majority of the population. And this right. is why human design is really important because it helps us to understand if we've maybe been living a conditioned life or we've been living as another type because most yeah. people around us will be generators. What's the percentage, sorry to interrupt you, what's the percentage of projectors? So when the percentages kind of came out, it was when Ra yeah. was writing his book and his book came out around 2000 and. 10, I believe. And so the figures published in there, personally, I think they've shifted because I meet a lot of projectors. And this is for a reason. Projectors are really here as we move in towards the emergence of the new earth and the new paradigm, as we can see happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But I believe it's probably like 25% projectors. Um, So still quite a rare energy type, you know, not as common as generators, but yeah, Mm -hmm. we're definitely uh, seeing more and more projectors emerge on earth to help guide this transition. Mm, Love it. Yeah. Away from a real doing way of being and existing into a real present in the moment way of existing. Yes, absolutely. I find that in terms of just allowing the natural energy and connection to the earth as a projector is so helpful. Everybody, I'm sure. But when I actually live in alignment with the light on earth and waking up with the sun and going to bed with the sun and all these different aspects and just really paying attention to the energy around me, it's so much more efficient and feels so good to my being. Yeah, yeah. And you can really tap in and just... Yeah, start to live intuitively and in tune with nature, which is what we're designed to do. So I'm Mm -hmm. so happy to hear that. Yeah, especially as a projector, because giving ourselves that space and time, um, all the energy types, let me emphasize this, everybody needs time alone to come back to themselves, come back to their own energy, but especially projectors, because we're here with this penetrating aura right? So Mm -hmm. all the auras have a different consistency, let's say that. And the projector aura is penetrating and focused. And what this Mm -hmm. means is our aura is almost like a cone shape. So it penetrates and burrows into the identity center of the being that we're with. So naturally, remember this is happening without us even needing to say anything. We can pick up on what the other needs to do to feel more aligned, to feel more relaxed, to live life with less resistance. We can feel it. We know. We know we have the answers. Um, But as you mentioned a little earlier in our chat, we're not here to guide everybody. We don't have that sacral energy. We can't do that. It's too exhausting for us. So instead, we're here to really be focused in ourselves and uh, focusing on what fascinates us, what lights us up, putting our energy into that 
recognizing ourselves and that our unique way of being is really important right now so that then others can recognize us and invite us to share. And then we can share in a way that is really aligned and really impactful and helpful for that person. I love that. It's so true. This has been a huge shift for me when I learned this and then applied it. Huge changes in my life and in my business and how I just run things, how I do things. It's amazing. Yeah. And are you talking in terms of noticing that you're not here to keep up with everybody? Yeah, that for sure. And then waiting also for the invitation too of me just living my life and doing what really inspires me and lights me up and then feeling and sensing and receiving when others acknowledge me or see me or invite me and recognize me. And then I can actually move forward and do what I'm supposed to do and the work that I'm supposed to do. But the other way around, it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's really a protective strategy. So the waiting for the invitation is what's known as the projector strategy. And it's, it's protective for us because it means that we can be discerning with who we give our energy to and what invitations we accept. And We can only choose the ones that feel juicy and nourishing and uplifting and inspiring for us. And when we're not having invitations, it's really this game of trust, trusting that when we are in our flow, when we are honoring our way of being, when we are really just taking time to rest and know that this is our power, you know, like it's that yin energy, it's that real energy that's here to receive and seeing the power in that, that's when the invitations come in. And oh man, like, yeah, it's been such a journey for me to decondition from living as a super generator, which I did for many years, um, into just really embracing this. And it feels so good. Like that, my story is so similar to you, um, I managed a yoga studio for six years in Australia. And even though I was teaching yoga and that felt very aligned and I loved doing that, the management side was quite intense. There was a lot to do. I was working all the time, you know, like all the time on call. And it was exhausting and it was a very generator way of existing. I was generating Mm -hmm. all the time. And once I quit that, it was like the biggest weight off my shoulders and I could really just be and rest and receive. So yeah, yeah it's, that's so interesting. Uh-huh. It's been a process, but it's, it's a common theme for projectors. And once you awaken to this and just notice that, okay, I don't actually need to live like that. I can make positive and healthy shifts for me. And that's actually going to magnetize invitations yeah. and abundance to me. That's, that's when the magic really happens. Right. It's so interesting because you know, what's funny. I've loved, I've loved movement my whole life. I also teach and dance and all kinds of different things, but I have never, ever, ever, ever wanted to have my own yoga studio. And I've known so many people who have had their own studio retreat center or something like this. And I've always been like, if I ever tell you that I want to open up a yoga studio, you do not let me do that. Because I know that it would just be way too much for me and it wouldn't actually feed my soul the way that I know I need to be fed. I just know that it would not be the way I want to do it. Unless I, unless someone else opened it and managed it and did all that. Great. But it's just not for me. 
Yeah. And wow, it's so important that you recognize that and you're honoring Mm -hmm. that. And because it could be very, you know, it's very easy as a yoga teacher. And there were many times when that similar scenario happened to me and people would be like, why don't you just open your own studio? You know, if you're managing one, like, why don't you do your own thing? And there was nothing in me that wanted to do that because I knew and I had seen the hard work that my boss had put in, uh, my beautiful friend. And I just knew that I didn't have the energy to do that. And I I actually haven't looked into her chart, but I believe she was a manifesting generator. And Mm. for her, she had that, you know, she had that energy and that drive and she had the power of the sacral behind her. But for me, that wasn't my journey. So I really resonate with that. I just, I just knew that I wanted things to feel free and easy for me because Mm. that's when I can really be most in flow. And that's when I can really show up as my best self when I'm not trying to push, when I'm not trying to force or control. And yeah, I think that sometimes owning your own business requires a little bit more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're kind of going off track, but let's get back to the last few types. We have reflector. Yes. Okay. So yeah, let's let's go to manifest next. So oh, sorry, manifest. I always forget that one. That's why I was I was like, which one am I forgetting? <laughs> oh yeah, that one, the manifester. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so manifestors play another really important part, like all the types, but. Manifestors are the ones that are here to impact and initiate others. So I really like to think of manifestors as the ones that are creating a ripple effect uh, throughout their community, throughout society. So manifestors don't actually need to wait for anything. So as I mentioned before, the generators, they're waiting to respond to what their sacral is lit up by. Projectors are waiting for recognition and an invitation. Manifestors don't need to wait. They're receiving divine urges that drop into them, divine messages. Um, They're receiving these urges to do something, you know. Um, And once they feel that within their being, like an idea just drops into them um, from their higher self or from their spirit guides. And then they're here to act on that urge when it's right for them. And I have a beautiful friend. She's a manifester. She has been my mentor through human design and she has such a powerful impact on me. Um, She actually was the one who really uh, initiated my move to Mexico. You know, she told me she was moving to Mexico and that was at the time when I was living in Toronto and I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And she's like, well, I'm doing it and I'm going to make it happen. And it's a snowball effect, you know, manifester plants that seed in people. And It ended up being me and my boyfriend at the time and my sister and her boyfriend, and we all moved to Mexico together. And it was from this seed that this manifestor had planted within all of us, you know, her idea really created this ripple effect and really gave us this inspiration to make the move. So manifestors have this really powerful aura to create change and initiate change in the other. And they're here to really be the trailblazers, to do their own thing, to not receive input from others. They really shouldn't be asking others for advice. And yeah, they have a close and repelling aura to protect their divine urges or their unique way of moving through the world. Interesting. Okay, great. Yes. And then we have reflectors. So uh, I think I didn't mention this, but manifestors are around 9%. I do believe there are more manifestors now. I do meet a lot, but 9% was the last statistic. So a very rare energy type. And then we have reflectors. So reflectors are around 1%. 
and reflectors are lunar beings. So the other four energy types are solar beings. We are programmed by the sun. Reflectors are lunar beings and they're here to reflect the sun's programming and they're here to show us how we're going. They're here to really be sensitive to the environments that they're in and to show us whether we're living in a healthy, authentic way or whether we are off track. Reflectors are highly sensitive, empathetic beings. Their whole chart is all all the energy centers, let me rephrase, are open undefined. So what this means is they didn't have any connections between the gates in the energy centers. So no channels were activated. So they have an all white uh, body chart. (laughs) And what that means is they're here to absorb the energy of whoever they're with, the transiting planets at any given time, and to really feel on this deep cellular level what is going on around them. They have a sampling aura. So they're always sampling the different energies in the room or in the space. Yeah. And then they reflect back. Uh So they provide this really valuable reflection to whoever they're with. And the other person can really see themselves in the reflector. So yeah, it's a really unique way of being. Reflectors are very wise. I've met quite a few, done readings for quite a few. Um, very gentle, very wise, have incredible advice. And when they give you advice, you can really feel it's coming from this deep wisdom within them. And it's, it's really life-changing. Wow. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm so glad I learned about that because I really didn't know much about, I guess I didn't know much about manifestors and I didn't know much about reflectors. I knew a little bit more about the generators. I knew a little bit more about the manifesting generators and projectors, of course. There you go. Yeah, it's really important to know about all the types. Like I I always emphasize this in my readings because normally it's a one-on-one reading and we talk about this certain person's energy. But knowing about the other energy types too really just allows you to accept and understand your loved ones, your friends, your colleagues. And I'm really keen and, and I hope that businesses start to use human design because I think that it would really help in the business world, you know, to understand your teams um, and also in your family as well, just to, yeah, yeah, to be able to live in flow with each other. Yeah. I think that's the coolest part about any kind of system or personality type system where you're wanting to learn more. The key is about learning about it so that you can communicate better with others. You can love others better you know how to work with each other in the way that is going to be the most fluid in flow and that's going to serve everybody and keep everybody feeling really happy and loved and connected. Exactly, exactly. And it just brings down barriers between one another, you know, because we're not thinking, why is that person not like me or not doing this like me? And instead you can really inspire them to continue living in that way that they're living if it's aligned for them and if it feels good for them. Yeah, No, it's so true. And also it really helps us to resource each other in the right ways so that, you know, you are doing the roles or the tasks or the things, especially when I think about like business, but you're doing the things that light you up and someone else is doing the things and the tasks that they can love and light up with and what really makes them feel like they're being respected and honored for their gifts, skills, and talents, right? Yeah. And how powerful is that in like a business partnership? Because yeah. You're not trying to tell each other to do something that you don't want to do or that isn't your strength. Um, and it just eliminates that 
that resistance or, or those blockages and yeah, you can really stand in your power and be like, I know that I'm going to be most effective when I can do this and that, or when I can only work for four hours a day and then take the rest of the day to rest, you know, to, to receive, to do things that lift me up. Just having this understanding creates so much more ease and flow. It's really powerful. Amazing. So let's talk a little bit. Let's just give a couple examples. Let's see what we can come up with. What is the best way, let's say, for example, a projector and a generator to work together or be together, either in partnership or in business? What's some key things there when it comes to the dynamics? Yes, really um, important to learn. So, okay, let's bring it back a little bit. A generator is here to respond to their sacral. And when a generator is lit up and excited by something, they have energy for that thing. And it's going to be like a full body yes. And a projector is here to wait for invitations from others. And they're here to really recognize themselves and to see themselves and to see their own power in their different way of being so that then they can receive invitations for the generators. So if we're working in a, let's say a business partnership, um, the generator is going to have more energy to work throughout the day. They're probably going to be able to do more than the projector. They're the ones who are bringing that real creative builder energy to the task, to the role. So the generator would need to have understanding that the projector is not designed to work in the same way as them. The projector is the one that's here to look for efficiency within whatever system they're working with, within whatever job they're doing. The projector is the one that's here to guide the energy of the generator, to maybe encourage more breaks, (laughs) to maybe encourage them to be out in nature a bit more, you know, to to enjoy this moment a little bit more. It's that balance. And then they're also here to be invited. Their wisdom or their insight is here to be invited from the generator, you know? So the generator wants to make the projector feel really seen. And this is important. Words of affirmation are really great for projectors. Um, Generator asking the projector, what do you think of this? How do you think I should navigate this task? What do you think I should do next? That's gonna make the projector feel really seen and really valued by the generator. And then, yeah, the generator might really benefit from that guidance from the projector. So that's how they're gonna work together. But I think that understanding of the projector might turn up at 11 a.m., the generator might have started at 8 a.m., but they're both bringing something different to the table. And that's just how it works. As long as the generator is lit up and excited and passionate about that project, it's going to be successful. And as long as the projector has time to move with their own flow um, and to embrace rest. And in a romantic partnership, it's pretty similar, you know, Um, just being really understanding of each other's energy, having space alone, really important in relationships, because as non-sacral beings, when we're around our generator partner all the time, we're absorbing this energy, whether we know it or not, and we amplify it. And we can do this for maybe half a day, a full day, but we're going to feel exhausted. We're going to get really tired. So stepping away from the generator aura, having time alone, coming back to yourself is really important. And Mm. also the generator gut is here to respond to yes or no questions. So if you're trying to figure out, you know, where to go to dinner, where to go for a holiday, asking your generator partner 
Do you want to get pizza? Is it a yes? Is it a no? What is their first response? That's going to be their gut response. And you can tell when it's a yes, their whole body is going to give you that yes answer and they're going to be excited. They're going to be lit up. If it's a no, it's not going to feel enthusiastic. You're not going to feel energized from their answer. That's a no. So that's a good way to empower them to make decisions from their gut, from their sacral, so that then everybody can be uplifted in that process. In a partnership as well, words of affirmation for the projector are really powerful, feeling recognized and seen, having your insight and perspective invited in. And yeah, having the generator really acknowledge that you can rest and take time off and that you don't need to work like them. And that's still powerful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's pick another pair. Yes. Okay. Let's think, um, huh. Let's go manifester and manifesting generator. (laughs) So yeah, so both these pairs have an element of manifesting energy. So it's quite a dynamic uh, partnership. It's going to be a very powerful partnership. They're both energy beings. So even though the manifester doesn't have sacral definition, they're still an energy being. They have a motor center connected to their throat, which means they have manifesting abilities. And then so does a manifesting generator. So both of these beings are here to initiate in some way or another. They're here to start something. (laughs) So the energy in this partnership is going to be very high. And it's just a matter of really honoring your own way of being and your own process. And the manifester is going to need a little bit more time on their own. They're probably going to work in shorter bursts when they have an urge to do something. And then they're going to need to retreat a little bit more and take a break because they don't have that sacral definition. So their energy is going to come in bursts. And then they'll need to take a break. And they're the ones that are really here to start the process. Whereas the manifesting generators have the energy to start that process or maybe roll with the manifestors urge and then get it done with that sacral energy. They have that energy behind them. If they're lit up by it, they will get it done. And the manifesting generator energy is going to feel a little more intense in a great way to the manifestor. It's just a slightly different energy because it does have the sacral buzz. So it's just an understanding from the manifesting generator side that not everybody is going to keep up with them and that's okay. Not everybody is designed to. So having this understanding of their partner that they're going to need a little bit more time, they're probably going to move in a different way and that's okay. So once again, coming down to this understanding Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So what's your favorite thing about human design? Why do you personally love it? And how has it helped you? My favorite thing is that it is a real spiritual system, the way that it synthesizes ancient healing modalities with modern science really fascinates me. And the fact that the whole system was channeled, I just know that it's here for a really divine reason. It's here to really help us as spiritual beings in this earthly dimension. I just know because it's so resonant. And when you hear the information, it's like your soul recognizes. It feels so seen. And the fact that it brings together and synthesizes these modalities 
One, I think it's really cool because ancient civilizations discovered this information too, and we're still using it today. But it's also really practical and it gives us tools, you know, that we can actually use. So it's here to help us and liberate us. And once we trust it and embrace it and start the experiment, it's absolutely life-changing because it teaches you how to love yourself and trust yourself. So yeah, that's what I love about it. it. It teaches you how to tap into your intuition as well, you know, to trust your body rather than yeah. your, your mind or outside Absolutely. influence. Yeah. I mean, many reasons why, but I guess that's the kind of concrete. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool that it was channeled. That is really awesome and fascinating. Yeah. yeah so it was actually channeled to a man called Ra Uruhu mm-hmm. in 1987. So it's still relatively new. And he was in Ibiza at the time and the whole system was downloaded to him in a really divine way. Um, it happened over a few days and he just like, you know, received the transmission and scripted it all out. And then at the end was like, whoa, what is this, <laughs> what is this system? And then experimented with it for years. And he says it takes us seven years, right, to emerge as our completely differentiated beings, you know, to decondition because we've all got work to do. Yeah. So it takes seven years. So you might hear about human design, dabble with it. But once you really go down this journey, yeah, yeah, give it seven years, keep keep Uh, with it, you know, and I know that sounds like a long time, but I'm three and a half years in and it's been a journey. It's up and down, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm remaining on it and I'm trusting because I know that it feels good for me to live like this and it's helpful for me. So I'm all for it. Wow. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Oh, my absolute pleasure. It was so good to chat to you, fellow projector. Yeah. yeah. Can you share with everybody a little bit more just about your upcoming retreats and how people can connect with you and find you? Yes, absolutely. So I do one-on-one readings. So we've touched on a little bit here about the different energy types, but the beautiful thing about human design is it's incredibly complex and unique to you. So there's so much to look into, into your chart that can give you insight into what you're here to do, how you're here to do it, your life purpose, how you should make aligned decisions. You know, this is all revealed in our human design chart. So It's a really powerful tool to use if you're feeling a little lost or a little off track or just need some directional guidance. So I do these readings via Zoom. We can join from anywhere in the world. And then, yeah, yeah, so our Cosmic Serpent retreats, it's really my absolute passion is hosting these experiences with my sister. We are hosting two this year in Mexico, one in the mountains at the end of March. It's called our Transcendence Retreat. And we're also partnering, yeah, with a Reiki healer for this experience. So we're bringing in all our different modalities, human design, astrology, yoga, Pilates, dance, music, um, Reiki as well now, and creating this seven-day immersive experience where we really dive into the self. So it's this real journey of self-discovery, soul discovery, and reconnection, both to yourself and others. They're super powerful offerings and we always get the best groups, like your soul family turns up for the week and you just make amazing connections with people. Yeah. Yeah. Retreats are the best for that. The lifetime friendships you make from just connecting with people on that level is epic. Exactly. And giving yourself that gift to just Uh be present. Like we give so much to others 
and we, you know, do so much for others, but like committing to a retreat. And I first got into yoga doing a retreat back when I was 20 years old. And it was Mm. life-changing because I had never shown up for myself like that. I was always showing up for others. And then I was like, okay, I'm here for a week doing two yoga classes a day, which I couldn't do. I was hopeless at it back then. I couldn't focus. I couldn't meditate. Didn't even know what that was. So that was like the start of my spiritual journey, I guess. And it was tough. But after I finished it, I was like, this is powerful. I'm a different person now. You know, like I've I've been reborn. (laughs) So I, I love creating these experiences for people because I felt it. I've seen it. And I want others to experience it too. Mm, I've done a lot of retreats too. And I would love to, I would love to connect and we should actually collaborate. I feel like there'd be some really beautiful creations that could come out of us all together. Yes. Wow. I would. Yeah, absolutely. We love collaborating with people. We actually have another one as well. End of May. It's a divine feminine retreat. (laughs) So it's Mm. it's on the coast of Mexico, on the Pacific coast at a place called Shinalani. And it's all about tapping into your feminine power. And we're partnering on this one with a vocal embodiment coach and tantra teacher. And so she's going to bring that real feminine central essence to the retreat along with me and my sister, but in this different way and helping us to um, open up our throat chakras through our voice and connect back to that. So yeah, definitely so much room for collaboration in the future. (laughs) Beautiful. I love that. Those are such great offerings. Yeah, and I I looked a bit more into your ancestral healing because I did Uh a Reiki session the other night and I thought it was so synchronistic that we were doing this call because in that Uh session, I found it fascinating. She said that I had some witch wounds coming up and ancestral trauma. And I was Uh like, wow, okay, this is something I need to dive into a bit more. So yeah, yeah. The generational healing is so powerful because there's so much that needs to be healed within our bloodline and in our family lineage. Yeah, it's so so interesting. And and that comes up that there's a lot of um, crossover with human design in that as well. Oh yeah. How does that work? Yeah. Well, your unconscious side of your profile is actually said to be kind of drawn from your father's side. So even though it's captured three months before you're born, it has a lot of characteristics that have shown up throughout your throughout your bloodline. Um, wow. Yeah, so we can look into that through human design as well, like what you might be working with unconsciously, you know, on this subconscious level. Very cool. Okay, wonderful. Wow, so fascinating. I feel like we could talk for hours about human design and go into a huge rabbit hole, truly. But I'm so happy that we got to discuss this and just give everybody a little bit of a basic understanding of what human design is, how it helps, and you know how you can use it to support your life and really shift and heal so that you can live in your most authentic expression and alignment. Yeah, absolutely. You just summed that up so perfectly. That is All I hope to do through human design is to help people and to help people feel more at home in themselves in this lifetime so that they can really live out their soul's purpose. Amazing. And so I remember you, you let me know that you're doing a little discount for all the, all that heals listeners on your human design readings. Is that right? Yeah, so I'm offering a 10% discount for anybody that has listened to this podcast and feels ready to dive in and learn more and reconnect to their unique way of being and their energy. And yeah, you can use the code All That Heals um, at the checkout to receive your special offer. 
Perfect. Yeah. So all that heals is the code for everybody listening. And I will link everything in the show notes and I'll link your retreats too in the show notes so that if anybody listens, they can find those too. Ah, amazing. Yeah. I would love to welcome anybody from your audience onto my Uh retreat and also hopefully you one day. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be great. So good to meet in person. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thank you for having me, Vanessa. It's been amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the episode. It would mean a lot to us if you took the time to share it with anyone who you know that would benefit from listening. Please leave us a review and some kind words on Apple Podcasts so that we can spread these discussions around healing. It helps us grow and we would so appreciate it. Much love and goodbye for now.